Hello and welcome to Rise and Repair Repartee. I'm your host, Dr. Donna Marie Hunter, and today another wonderful guest, Pastor Ethel Rutgers of Christian Development Center. She's going to come and talk to us a little bit about purpose and purpose, purpose and pressing through. Okay. She's going to talk to us about purpose and how you continue to pandemic. Ethel, um, Pastor Ethel is going to talk to us about how you can continue in your purpose and find your purpose through the pandemic. Pastor mm -hmm. Ethel, would you give us a quick introduction of who you are, a little bit more about what you do? Okay. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Donna. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a pastor. We've been pastoring for 20, 21 years, actually, in the city of Montclair. Christian Development Center is our church, also an author a mother, a grandmother, and an entrepreneur. So I'm doing some, some things, and I'm grateful You're doing a lot of things. You do a whole lot. This is why you're on this show talking about purpose. And in a pandemic, you are truly doing a whole lot. You do a whole lot for people. You are truly making sure that not only your family is successful and succeeding, and what that actually looks like, because it's always different for different people, but I love the work also that you're doing in the community. So we've got to talk about it and you've got to help us finding okay. our purpose and pursuing even greater during the pandemic because it is possible. You are yeah. evidence of that. Thank you so much, Dr. Donna. Well, first of all, the purpose that my husband and I are doing actually started long, long before the pandemic. So it kind of just evolved more. And it was like we started feeding the homeless, taking care of them, clothing them years ago. And so when the pandemic hit, it's just kind of like we were uh partnering with the city and we became partners with them and so we started working with them and working with that homeless population because there was initiatives started they didn't want the COVID to spread they wanted to safeguard the, um, the community so what we were already doing kind of just like it slipped into the other kind of like overlap so we were in purpose doing what god had asked us to do and it's just kind of that's how it works with god it just keeps blossoming and it goes from one step to one level to another level that's what i see it just kind of I'm sure you experienced that. It gives you one little seed, feed the people, clothe the people. And then now, okay, you got to clothe them on a grand or larger scale. And you got to be involved with their lives. You have to help them make doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, get connected to resources and health uh, care and all those kind of things. So we were actually fulfilling our purpose all along. I love it. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why you're on here. Okay, so if that was the, if that's the case, uh -huh. so if operating in your purpose is not just in this moment, but for whatever reason, I'll say this about you all, you all are doing it on a level that is amazing. And I say that because not only were you doing it on, like you said, you've always been doing it. You've mm -hmm. always been feeding. I know that your church has always been reaching out. Yeah. But in this pandemic, and I know you want to be, don't be modest with us, we don't want you to be modest because okay. we want to learn and glean from you. There's something about what you all have done in this last season that has mm -hmm. made it even more. You're serving even greater. Yes. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. entities are coming from the, out of the woodwork to partner with you and Pastor Donald to That's do true. even more work. That's I just true. like, how do you attract that? How do you, how do you live in your purpose, not only find it, but live in it? And then how did you all attract even more? Was it just doing what you always did? Yeah, exactly. And what happens is when you're doing what on purpose, what God has asked you to do, and you're just doing it because that's what he's asked of you, 
people will notice that. They'll see your consistency. They'll see your, um, gen your genuineness or your, they call it authentic nowadays. They'll yeah, see your authenticity and what you're doing. So we weren't doing it for any fame, fanfare, or any of that. We were doing it because it was our heart to do, to serve people. And so as you serve people in your purpose, others will be attracted to that. And then they see your consistency and longevity. Like I said, we've been doing this way before the pandemic and people know this. So then we just, I, I know I mentioned to you that we were nominated for um, the nonprofit of the year. See, all those things begin to happen because God said he would reward our faithfulness and that's what he's doing. So when we started off, you know, everything starts off in seed form. You just stay committed, stay diligent, stay faithful, even when people leave, even when people don't understand, you got to stay true to what God has asked you to do. That's really what we've done. We haven't done anything different, but then it's like God does an unveiling and people see this hidden gem. We've been doing this all along, but now it's like, well, we want to help you. We want to assist you. We want to give you the funds that you need in order to even service even more people. So that's how it's happened for us, Dr. Downey. Wow. Okay. So here I am. Let's say I'm home and I literally don't have, um, you know, uh, a ministry or what have you. I'm someone in the world or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, or in this case, you know, because of Ali's allies and one of our, one of our funders, these are folks that sometimes have disabilities and what have you. How would you coach them? Um, how would you coach someone that maybe, let's say, has some uh, disabilities? Someone that maybe um, uh, one of one of the things that you help with people with that are homeless and have some type of disparity. So tell us how would you encourage or how would you give them some hope? What would okay. you do? What would you say to them or how would you? coach them the way you not only lived it but are doing it right now well you know what i think about in fact we were just one of my co-authors actually just released it'll be coming out i just did a preview of a movie called dreamers and in this particular movie there's a young lady that actually was born with no arms hmm. and she actually went and she accomplished she obtained her pilot's license so what i would say to someone with a disability don't let your physical stop you because whatever you can believe you truly can achieve and there's many examples in that movie when it comes out i hope you go and see it of people that didn't have limiting beliefs didn't let their circumstances stop them because everybody has purpose if you're here on this earth there's purpose there's greatness in you there's value in you and a lot of times we look at ourselves and we talk ourselves down and saying i can't do this i can't do that because of this or because of that so if we get rid of our limiting beliefs and believe that we can do all things are truly possible to them that believe and i believe and i live by that i believe in being overcomers in whatever situation we are in we can overcome it with god that's just my belief i love it okay you said a key word for me limiting beliefs what is a limiting belief can you give us a definition of what that looks like i really want to break it down because we got folks that are like i'm here i don't know what else to do what's a limiting belief what does that mean a limiting belief is when you see yourself as not being able to do something or accomplish something because the way you think about it is too hard. I don't have enough money. I'm not the right skin color. I may not be as educated. Those are limiting beliefs. Ah. Hopefully that helps. No, that's good. That's good. So anything <laughs> that I believe or I'd say I'll convince myself of, the world didn't have to do it. I'll convince myself. I believe yes. it. 
And you can have something that you believe that is not the truth, but you still believe it. And it limits your ability to move forward. Absolutely. Rock it. Okay, that was a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Serious nugget. If you came on just now, that was a nugget. You might want to write that one down. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Ethel, um, you're doing this work. You also have family. What? Tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Tell us um, a little okay. bit about Pastor. You got to tell us a little bit about Pastor. <laughs> I just want to know your business. Okay. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your family. Okay, well, Pastor Rucker and I, we've been married 38 years and um, wrote a book, from Misery to Marital Bliss, because the first three years we were not, we didn't know how to get along. We loved each other, but we just didn't have the tools in order to make it work. So we had to learn how to communicate effectively, accept each other, learn to not tolerate one another, but celebrate one another. So we had to get education. So we had to, um, get, we got videos, books that we read, things like that, in order to find out how to get along. And of course, prayer was a key component for us. And then God downloaded 10 principles in order to move us from misery to marital bliss, which we have 38 years later. What I love about my husband, he came straight from the street, so he wasn't indoctrinated with religion. Religion sometimes can cause you to miss out on God because God is a principle-driven God, and he deals with principles and kingdom and he's in relationship with us it's not in a building it's in him living in us and so my husband came straight from the streets and as he began to grow in the lord he didn't have those traditions that will that's a limiting belief we were talking about earlier that women have a place because <laughs> you know a lot of churches have women in a place you know you can't you can't preach in the pulpit and all that kind of stuff but you can teach in the children's church but you can't be a pastor you can't do that all those are limiting beliefs well my husband doesn't have any of those so therefore we work well together we partner in ministry we partner in our, our marriage we partner in life and i'm grateful to god for giving me a man like that wow sir nobody's gonna be your friend after this 38 years and you got a good man <laughs> but it took work so i celebrate you all i celebrate you all that is what we call black excellence and Thank i you. celebrate it i absolutely do tell us the name of your book i have i happen to have it so okay. tell us the name of that book well, the one with the 10 the principles the small one the uh, list. yes from misery because like i said three the first three years we were bobbing and weaving we didn't know how to get along. Then God gave us the insight and wisdom and the revelation and those 10 principles have transformed our whole relationship. So it's called From Misery to the Number Two, Marital Bliss. And you can get that from us. It's not on Amazon. It's actually our ministry. We'll send it out to you if you're interested in, in having that. Yes, and you should already go ahead. I have the website. I'll post that as well. But mm -hmm. um, if you would just go ahead and say, I know sure. it's W, go ahead. You tell us what the website is and how, oh. how we can get a copy of that book. Also your other book. Okay. okay. It's tell www. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. Okay. It's www.christiandevelopmentcenter.org. And that's for to be able to find out more about our ministry, purchase the book, things like that. The other book is called Purpose, Passion, and Profit. That's kind of like an offshoot because I was asked to be in that book with 30 other authors and some of those authors are phenomenal two-time Grammy award winners syndicators in real estate the real estate guys they're all like a um I call it like Jim Rohn mentored a lot of them Kyle Wilson multi-millionaire he's my mentor one of my business coaches and mentors and I'm just grateful to be like they're, these people are phenomenal. That's all I got to say. They're okay, like you're one of them time. undercover sisters. <laughs> Don't nobody really know what you got over there. Okay. <laughs> Those are your connections? Oh, I think yeah, we need a donation for Allie's allies. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
they're doing phenomenal things, producers uh, in Hollywood, all that kind of stuff. And I get to be in an inner circle. I'm so grateful to God for connecting us with those, those kind of people because I'm learning the business acumen. I didn't have that. So God had to put me in a place where I can listen and learn. But yet they're getting a spiritual deposit as well from me. So it's, a, it's always an exchange with God, always. Awesome. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you want to hear about my children? Yes, yes, I do. Yes. I do. But I want to say, I got to say something about you. That portion, that book that you wrote, that's why when I kept thinking about you, I thought purpose, pandemic, she lives it. She's actually, per, you know, you're pursuing it and you're passionate, but you understand that dynamic. And we're right in a season and time where we need that. So you've already written a book on it. You're actually living it. And you really surround yourself with people that mm -hmm. continue to build and you, as well as you, you continue to give out. But yes, I yeah. do. I want to hear about your children and I want to hear about your kids. Just a little bit. <laughs> okay. We have three adult children, Daniel, David, and Eric. And Daniel is an entrepreneur in his own right. He has a company called True Table. And actually what they do is service people that are in rehabs. And so because of that, he was able to employ his brother, which is David, the one that um, we'll be talking about a little later that had special needs um, that I uh, noticed right off when he was little and I had to work through the educational system to actually help get us help them to assist us because they were resisting it at first oh he's fine he's fine I'm like there's something a little different and I need to be able to get the resources that are available to him and I had to fight for those resources today he's excelling in fact he's getting ready to go do a photo shoot in Dallas this week as we speak. So I'm grateful for what God is doing. Then I have our daughter and she's a business owner as well. She has a couple of online businesses and she's just phenomenal. She helps us in ministry and so creative. And I'm grateful to God. Someone asked me today, which one of your children gave you the hardest time growing up? And I had to think for a minute because really they didn't. And it's not that they were perfect. It's just that when you do it God's way, when you really do it his way, and he said, raise, train the children, raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord, you do have less issues. Not that the enemy doesn't come at us, but they were good kids and they're, and they're decent adults. And that's all I can ask God for. And I'm grateful. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you did. Okay. We love you. Successful mom. We do. <laughs> Just being sarcastic. Well, you know, you know, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, that's so nice that you were so good and you had all that. Okay. But I do want to talk about, I want to talk about David just a little bit because you said something that anchors what that's our foundation. That's, that's part of what we do. We ensure that families get what they need, the resources to connect people, to make sure that their children have what they need. So they're not lacking in the school district or in life. They have a brighter outcome. So that's what Allies Allies is all about. So tell us your struggle with David and then how you overcame it. Okay. Well, first of all, when, like I said, when David was younger, I noticed that his speech wasn't as clear. And I knew I had Dave, Daniel, so I had a comparison to make, you know, just like, hmm. And so I watched him for a little while. And then when he started in school, I went to the school and I asked them what they test him because I noticed, like I said, his verbiage wasn't as clear and concise. And they were refusing to do so because they were like, oh, he said, he's fine. He'll go out of it. I said, no. And at that time, I was working at a district and I, there was a special need, a uh, special teacher there that dealt with children with special needs and I would talk to her and I would say hey this is going on she said well ask them to do this and Ethel they cannot deny you because those are your rights oh when I found out they were my rights then I really made sure my son got all the support that he needed so they had to put someone in the classroom with him to make sure that because he had a learning processing too where he would hear things but he would kind of mix it up in his head so that means they had to take the time to go really slow with him, have someone in there to write, help him write things down 
organize things like that. And I had to take my time when I was giving him instructions, even at home, because when I didn't recognize it at first, it would be very frustrating. And then homework would be like hours and hours. I'm like, what is going on? It shouldn't take us this long. But <laughs> we worked through that process and we got him the support he needed. And he went on and graduated. And like I said, he's doing well in life. And I'm grateful to the Lord for that. But it was a fight. Oh, I'll see. Fight. And that, that's, I mean, I love your story. I love that it ended well. And I love that mm -hmm. he's, like you said, he's at a photo shoot. So he's an mm -hmm. actor or mm -hmm. he is, so he's an actor. He's pursuing acting, acting dancing, okay. and modeling because he's handsome uh, as all get out. <laughs> I say so. But I would say his photos are, are, are pretty live too. So that, yeah. I'm not sure how we can get him. Okay, I won't have to put that on the, on the line. <laughs> we'll have to put a picture of David up. But he's a very handsome young man. And I'm Thank just you. so thrilled for you. I'm thankful also that you, as a mom, you kept going forward, you kept fighting, and you asked someone what to do. That's the other piece. You said you have to know your rights. You've got mm -hmm. to know your rights. And if you don't know them, your child may have a lack. And that's not a necessary thing. You can actually have a different belief. The limiting beliefs are, this is all that I get. And I don't know, uh, there's no more. There's definitely more. Mm -hmm. In the African-American community, there's a huge gap. That gap is there because one, we don't know. And then we don't do the things that are come next. I love that you were like, nope. There's something here, mm -hmm. the information is going in, but it's not coming out the same way. And it's right. taking him a little bit longer, uh, longer to process it. Doesn't mean that he lacks intelligence. He's no. just a different learner and they needed to slow it down and make sure he can, he can digest the information. And you, you said something that I think a lot of our people in our African-American culture deals with is their, their image, their pride, how they will look. I didn't care about that. I wanted help from my son. It wasn't about me. It was about him, his success. And so you have to get, we have to get rid of that again, talking about that limiting belief, that mindset. It was not about me. And that's why we hide, I think, is we feel embarrassed. And it's like, why? This is your son, this is your daughter. They're intelligent. Like you said, I believe everything God created is good. Awesome. Intelligent. And it's just how we look at things. You know what I'm saying? So they, thought, they, they labeled me as an angry black mom. I said, I don't care. You can label me whatever you want to label me, but I'm going to get what I need to get for my son to be the best that he could okay. be. Okay, That's four snaps. One, two, three, four. Uh-huh. That's, that's four snaps. I mean that. Okay. Go after it. You don't have time to waste. I'm sorry that's the way you think of me, but I've got to fight for this baby. Absolutely. And in that day and time, you don't have time to waste. You don't have time. That earth Early, uh, that early intervention is key. It's absolutely key. I'm so proud of you that even back then you knew what to do because he's in his 20s, correct? David, 30. He's 30. David is 30? Yeah, he looks young. He looks good. Yeah, he does. Thank you. I'll let him know. Thank you. He looks good. I'm so proud of you for taking the bull by the horns and fighting in there and encouraging us. I'd see other, okay, last thing that I just wanted, I don't want to end with it, but I do want to say, what you said about acceptance, I keep hearing that theme. You've got to take what you have right here, right now, and you've got to work with it. Accept the fact that there's something that, is may, that may not be as perfect as we like it. You know, ditch the pride and go get your baby what they need. Last, I think, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had LaShawn Garnett, and she said, take the help. 
I'm like, take the help, take it. Whatever they will give you for your child, if it's speech therapy, OT, and like you said, some support and help in the classroom, take it. It's worth it for the outcome to be greater than it, than it ha you know, than, than what you would, uh, would have if they didn't get it. it, was, it if, if we don't fight for them, who, who will? Okay, That's two shoulder thing. rubs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Love okay. You. So Pastor Ethel, is there anything that you want to share with us? Anything further? I definitely will be making sure that in the chat and in the comments, we're going to put in your, um, we're going to make sure that we add your website. We know which the books are. We'll make sure we'll get the titles of the books, but we can get all of the books through the website. Correct? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But any uh, final thoughts for us? My final thoughts would be during this pandemic is stay focused. And know that God is still in control, even though the situation may look grim. He, we can hope against hope because the greater one lives on the inside of us. We can find purpose and we can fulfill that purpose knowing that God said in his word, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And you are important. You are special to him. You are loved with a love that you can't even fathom. So just embrace that. Accept that. Accept yourself and just move forward. Take that step. He's right there with you. Love you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Pastor. That was awesome. And you know it. I love you. I appreciate you. And I absolutely am so proud that I know you and I can glean from your field because you are definitely planting and sowing and good, sowing good seed. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank you. me. Thank you. Okay. We're, we're going to check you with you again, but I appreciate you today. Thank you. Blessings. Thank Bless you. you. Thank you, friends. And thank you to all of you that are already supporting Allie's Allies. We appreciate it. Please get in touch with us at www.alliesallies.org if you have a need or if you want to be a part of the movement to encourage, enlighten, and empower folks with knowledge and information that will transform their life. Have a good evening. This is Dr. Donna Marie. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Yes. Okay, how do you make it go?